Welcome to Hearts of Fire, the podcast for the team working every day at BioBridge Global to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. We're happy you're listening, and thank you for everything you do. And now, here's the host of Hearts of Fire, Adrian Mendoza. Welcome to our next episodes of Hearts of Fire. I am here with Sal Castaneda, and I am so excited to get to have you as a guest, get to know you, get to ask you questions, and have everybody learn a little bit more about you and your experience here. Thank you for having me. Well, so we understand that you have a little bit, so I'm told at least you have a little bit of an unusual start with the organization. Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, um, so this all goes back to August 2015. A friend of mine, uh, he's like, hey, Sal, I, you should work here. Like, I really like this place, and I feel you would like it, too. I'm like, sure, by all means. What do I do? So you just go to HR, ask for an application. So, and I know it was 2015, and there's, like, you know, the internet existed already, but I thought, you know, showing up in person would be a bit more, you know, like, oh, I want to be here. So I show up down the hill, and they're like, wrong place. Okay. So they redirect me up here to HR, the old building, and I walk in, and Marie was there, and I was like, hello, one job application, please. She gives it to me, I fill it out, uh, eventually return it, I also do my PI. A couple of weeks later, I get a call from Jordan. And he's like, hello, Sal, uh, would you be interested in, you know, doing an interview? I'm like, by all means. And again, I was pretty young, but also, I want to, you know, show that I really want to be here. So I showed up in a suit, <laughs> I was all nice and tidy, I come in to the interview, and Jordan's basically telling me that, they go out of town, overnighters, to do all of this, and this is really curious because my friend never told me he did this. Well, you know what? Maybe, I mean, I don't ask him about work, vice versa, it should be fine. Next day, and asked to be doing a second interview. Perfect. So I show up, and it's Jarvis, Debbie, and Rudy. And they're like, so how did you hear about us? Like, well, my friend works here. Who's your friend? Christian Lopez. And they're like, that's weird because we never heard of him. And I said, well, that's weird because he works here. And again, <laughs> I, I guess I should have taken the hint. Um, minutes later, we all get congratulated. We took, the, we got hired, but it didn't actually dawn on me until Elizabeth Wallman was doing our orientation and that I was in the wrong position. I oh, said, no. of, he worked at Qualtechs. I applied at SBTC and you can transfer for at least six months. Mm. But overall, I feel being a donor care specialist really like brought me out of my shell and allowed me to just be more talkative and overall just grow instead of being in the dark lab. Nothing that there's wrong with being in the dark lab. We love what you guys do, but <laughs> I just really needed to come out of my shell. I love it. So I, well, at least you're at least kind of part of the same organization that Qualtech's is part of that your friend was, you know, yeah. so, so that, but that's a, that's a hilarious start to begin. Like, and I love that you showed up you know, in a suit, which you're serious about getting a role here, I'm going to show up and, and, you know, get up, suit up, show up is kind of the motto, right? So you, you lived that and you, you came to work, got a, got a role and so you started out on the, on the mobile side. That is correct. Okay. I was uh, a specialist for the mobile operations. Oh, very nice. So what was that like, you know, going out on the road and getting, going to different places? I'm sure, you know, that is probably one of the more grueling in terms of physically grueling jobs I've heard uh, in our group. It is, but um, overall, it's more like a dice roll. You, you basically get like a new handout every single day, and you're like, well, what am I going to face today? And I guess the next time you're facing, you know, a tough situation, you're like, well, it's not as bad as last time. 
And every single time you kind of like adapt and you get, I guess, hardened or desensitized, but overall it's, it's a really rewarding experience. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times we go to places where they can't make the trip here mm -hmm. and they tell us, well, thank you for what you guys do. And I'm like, I'm just collecting your blood, but you don't necessarily know their side. You don't know why they're giving blood. Maybe it's really personal. I'm not going to ask them, of course, but again, just, it really was a rewarding experience, not only learning mobiles, you know, my staff members, the procedure, but from donors themselves. Like, what, what is the reason why they show up? They kept showing up for a reason, so yeah, I kept doing it. It sounds like it was the right fit because you, you enjoy being around people. I mean, being in the laboratory environment, you're around your colleagues, you're around people, you get to interact together, but you're not getting that public sort of uh, face and getting a chance to meet new people and interact with them. And some people aren't really comfortable in that kind of role. Other people thrive in it. Where do you see yourself in that? Is that something they kind of grew out of the role and getting comfortable with it? Or did you already have that sort of gregarious, uh, extrovert type personality? I, it kind of was forced on you. And a lot of the times, even when I first started, I was just very like shy, like, oh, like, are you sure you want to, you know? No, and now I was like, oh, how are you feeling? And, and like, you want to stake you? It just very just not only am I able to just ask basically what the donor community needs, but also for my like my crew members. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me get out of my shell and just not being as, as soft spoken. I'm still a little bit shy, honestly, but it helps me just be more forward with what I would say. When you were out there and doing mobiles or just starting in this organization, do you remember, does anyone come to mind that kind of you've looked up to as a mentor and you um, you were inspired by? Uh, yes, even to this day, uh, Rudy Flores. Mm. Uh, he uh, he wasn't um, my actual supervisor or manager to like maybe like four years that I was a mobile care specialist, uh, but I would always either see him at drives, he would interact with me, he would actually talk to me, and that was he would just ask, hey, how are you doing? Or like, he was always looking to see how else I could succeed. Even though necessarily I wasn't asking or searching for it, he was just kind of like, well, you can always do better, mm -hmm. but I can't really help you so much. And I need you to also go ahead and just do better for yourself. So to this day, I'm always like, I just thank you, Rudy. Mm -hmm. He's just runs off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So then what, what did you, you're in a different role now. Tell us what you do now in your role. Um, so right now I'm a compliance specialist, so I handle a bit of some of the quality events that we have, uh, but also help integrate with certain um, maybe like equipment or even procedures protocols. So I help uh, work alongside Rose and Rich and Claudia, all of the training department regarding, okay, some of the staff development, quality events, and just like a little bit of a mixed bag. And mm -hmm. then sometimes I do IT, mm -hmm. but don't tell them I do that because <laughs> I've been in trouble again. <laughs> But you really help make sure like people are ready, whether it's ready with equipment, you're ready with training, ready with um, making sure that they're responding to a concern or a complaint or an issue that came up that you're helping make sure that they're ready for the next day to hit the ground running, get are they prepared, they've learned um, what they need to for this particular day's operation and they have all the things they need equipped with the tools to get the job done Definitely. right yeah and that's just one of the biggest things that where mistakes are going to happen unfortunately but if i can identify maybe a gap maybe they just don't get the process what, what can i do to teach them the process mm -hmm. and i just kind of revert back to when i first started what i wish i would have been taught or shown when i first started and just pass that on to them and say now that you know this 
whatever at some point you are going to be a team leader supervisor whatever it may be or not even here maybe somewhere else how do you wish that you would have been trained apply that to your you know to your trainees your staff and just keep that going and hopefully that'll start a, a chain reaction with now that person and so forth and so forth so that's just my thing i think that's beautiful that that chain reaction that sort of pay it forward you not only did you you know see that there was a gap maybe in what you had access to so you're not just sitting back sort of reluctant to take action with that but actively doing something to actually improve that and make the next person's career opportunities and you know uh, their readiness for the role even better and that's I think that's really um, to me uh, you know be proud of that as being part of your nature that you look for things that need improvement and instead of sitting and waiting for those things to, to be corrected you either bring it up or you bring yourself to that to actually serve as a solution. And I think that's, in my opinion, one of the things that I see as people who are looking for leadership and growth is taking that initiative, showing up and, and putting forth their own energy to solve a problem. So kudos to you on that. Thanks so much. And how would you explain our organization to someone outside or even what you do um, who's looking to come here and work? Um... Overall, I think I just kind of, I got to see what the person excels at first. If I, what do you like to do? Like, well, I like talking to people. I use, even sales, like, oh, well, maybe like recruitment or something like that. Mm. Uh, in my sense, I know that I went to the wrong place, but. <laughs> Physically. It, it, yeah, but now that I know basically how we, our organization works, it does help you just being able to redirect them. Like, hey, I understand that maybe you like more of a slowly steady pace. What about fixed sites? Mm. You said you like being out mobile sites or even like again down the hill mm -hmm. it just really depends on what the person is asking overall whenever they ask me like oh like what do you work what do you do i'm like oh i grab a lot from people to this day like even though i do much other stuff i always just go back to you saying that i'm really proud of just being able to collect blood yeah so we have i know you're like a star athlete at our corporate cup we got to see another side of you there i think you're like an animal on the uh, athlete field so um we you know when you you finished first over, uh, overall in the obstacle course competition how did that feel and tell us about the experience there at the corporate cup um so overall like so my this is my second year doing corporate cup uh i just wanted to just try because that'd be funny to just do something out of the box um so last year was my first workbook up i did the 5k because i thought it'd be funny oh people practice for this wow okay by the end of the night i was using the little hev like electric scooters because i was like <laughs> it's so much pain so again practice for what you want to do uh but overall um i just really enjoy just like just like doing like these events um and peer pressure. The first reason the, that I did the actual obstacle course last year was that it was kind of peer pressure into doing it. And it's like, sure. And it was ended up being being fun. This year, I was just like, okay, I'll do it again. It won't be as bad as last year. Uh, it was worse, actually. This one was a lot more draining. I was like, oh, man. Like, like halfway through, I was like, hmm, am I going to pass out? But that was because I was just getting hot and I didn't worry some book. But overall, I just I really just enjoy just doing like random like physical stuff. And maybe maybe I like it, maybe I won't. Except for basketball. I cannot. <laughs> you can ask. There's, there's proof. What well what sports do you like the most? I mean, is there like a particular sports uh 
that you enjoy or just generally do you enjoy working out and being athletic as a whole? I used to play tennis a lot. Oh, really? Actually. I used to oh. be really good at tennis. Um, and just like, I feel like more like I'm okay at like a bunch of like sports and stuff. So like, oh, I'm okay, like even like volleyball or like pool. But when it comes into like basketball, it's the absolute worst. So mm-hmm. It's not even trade-off. Um, swimming, I, I can swim, but I can't float. Random fun fact. Really? Yes. Well, I, I think, you know, floating, uh, well, number one, I think you have to have a certain amount of fat. So if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're really athletic, you might not float as easily as someone who's, you know, got a little bit of extra weight, but also air in your lungs. You got to like, you know, bring in some air to help you float a little bit, but that's funny. You can swim, but you can't float. Yeah, it's just, like, so I was like in the pool, like, oh, I just, I'll swim across, but I just can't be in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I really enjoyed getting to know you here, and I think uh, it's a fascinating story hearing about you, how you joined the organization, that interesting twist, and, you know, getting a chance to be part of South Texas Blood and Tissue. We're really, really fortunate to have you. You have such a smile, a great personality. You bring your energy to work. You are really engaged in these kind of events like Corporate Cup and paying it forward, learning from your own experience and making things better. I think... Those are all the features of someone really with um, bringing that sort of engagement to the picture. And the more we have people like you working day to day and working side by side with us, I think the more um, exciting our organization is going to become. And um, we already do such great things, but having a great place to work is so important. Um, being inspired by our colleagues is so important. I know you are an inspiration to your team as well. So thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Executive producers of Hearts of Fire are Heather Hughes and Jay Pajinski. Your director is David King with technical assistance from Matt Flores. Our logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. Our host is Adrian Mendoza. If you have an idea... For Hearts of Fire, please feel free to email us heartsoffire at biobridgeglobal.org.